0: the Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I am Meg Walter uh, on Zoom with Eli McCann and Nick Morley. Hey, guys.
1: Hey, hey. Hello. How is social distancing going?
0: (laughs) You know, (laughs) today felt like it was 40 hours long. (laughs) How are you, guys?
1: (laughs) How about the same? Living the dream. I
2: I always thought that it would be a dream come true to be able to watch TV all day. But as it turns out, I'm getting sick of TV.
0: As if that was even possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, we're trying to be safe. We're practicing social distancing. We're not in the studio. We're doing this via Zoom, which explains the audio quality we're going to spend the next week coming up with ideas to make the audio quality a little better for next week. But until then this works. Um, we've decided we're going to do an episode recommending shows that are a good binge because it feels like everyone right now needs a good binge. Um, something to distract us from, you know, all of this. So let's start. Um, Eli, what's your first suggestion?
2: well i think the best show that i have ever binged in my life and i'm sorry to beat a dead horse but it's friday night lights Mm. and so i would highly recommend and i've been telling people this lately i've actually had a few different people reach out to me and ask me if i had any um like bingeable recommendations for podcasts or tv and the first thing that i say to everybody is if you have not yet watched friday night lights in your life then I am jealous of you because I wish that I had a Friday Night Lights right now to start because (laughs) Friday Night Lights can easily consume your next few weeks. And then when those few weeks end, you'll wonder what happened with the quarantine. You will will feel like it never occurred. Uh, I think Friday Night Lights is the greatest, probably the greatest drama that has ever been made for television. Um, It is the exact right amount of Character, great character character development, humor, and also sports in Texas. So, what more can you
1: want from a what TV show? Which
0: are you show? big into? You're a big sports in Texas.
2: Yeah.
1: Guy. <laughs> Eli's a big sports savant. Like.
2: You know what? I make fun of sports a lot. In reality, I kind of like sports, but I just don't like people who like sports. And so, that's like where my tension comes from. Sure. Um, Friday Night Lights is the exact like right amount of combination of things where I can just enjoy the fact that there are sports at a level that is fun for me to engage with, but there are people within the program who like mock the people who become obsessed with sports. And so I can like rally behind those characters as well. I think it's a show where there's something for everyone. And I know you guys are both like big Friday night lights fans as well. Totally. The three of us that we have a lot of crossover in media content but we also are very different people and the fact that like this is a universal acclaim within the hive mind universe is says something about this that's television big, program big
0: deal for sure yeah. yeah uh nick
1: listen don't don't complicate it i'm 30 rock is the most bingeable show of all time uh yeah. So, the, in fact, when this whole thing started happening, I thought about the beginning of one of the episodes where everyone thought that someone was cooking waffles across the street, and it happened to be Northrax, which kills you in 10 <laughs> minutes. So there's a 10-minute roll that, that Jack says, don't worry about it, Northrax will kill you in 10 seconds, so they're blank. So I thought about that, and I said, well, that's, that's what I'm watching first. So that's been consuming most of my time. But I, I think what makes a show bingeable is it's really easily digested, it's It's quick and like you you connect with the people and it's just like with Friday Night Lights is that you just there's some linearity to it but I think the 20 minute episode it's like where did my four hours go it's like oh it was with my best friends and (laughs) it it, it's I it's probably my fifth time going through it right now I'm on season three and it's uh, yeah it's the I I go back and forth between Seinfeld and Thirty Rock which which one I laugh more and I think Thirty Rock wins yeah for me so like it it's the it's like my favorite show of all time so go watch it on hulu for all the people listening it's the perfect way to distract yourself from everything that's happening and you're gonna get a ton of laughs along the way
0: it's also on prime uh we've been also re-watching it and we're watching it on amazon prime so you can watch it either place um I think I'll start with a comedy suggestion. And we mentioned this show before, but i it's a good show to go live in someone else's world for a while. Um, and it's a show that has what feels like a complete universe that's really built out, and that's Shit's Creek. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're on the sixth season, so that gives you five, like, chunky seasons that you can sit and watch and they're all good. Um, I, I don't wanna show right now where it's one season and they're working on season two. I wanna show with multiple volumes and Shits Creek is gonna give you hours and hour content and it's all enjoyable. There's conflict, but not major conflict. You're never gonna feel stressed watching right. Shits Creek. Um, you're gonna be entertained. You're gonna love the characters. You're going to laugh. Um, and I think that that's what I need right now. Uh, I think that's
2: kind yeah. of... I, I will say, yeah, I want to say about Schitt's Creek, like, Sky Skyler and I are obsessed with Schitt's Creek, and we joke all the time about how there's nev- there's no tension in that show yeah. at all. Yeah. Like, the characters go through trials, but not in a way that the audience feels any kind of stress about it. And like every time they introduce anything that looks like, oh, this could create conflict, they resolve it immediately. Mm-hmm. And so like, it, and it's actually really nice. And I think that it's a credit to the writers of that show that they're able to make it interesting while resolving tension because most most like sitcoms rely on like, oh, let's like build some kind of misunderstanding beca- between characters and run it for 20 minutes and then that'll be our episode. In Shits Creek, they create like a scene where there could be misunderstanding. They resolve it immediately, and then they write jokes around that resolution for 20 minutes, which is harder to do. Um, Schitt's Creek is a show that, like, literally every second that I'm watching it, I feel happy. Like, I feel like the world is a good place. So it's a great show to binge if you're stressed.
0: <laughs> I would also say that about Parks and Rec. Um, yeah. I think Parks yeah. and Rec is its closest cousin. In that it's just like you feel like you're in like a warm and welcoming place, and I think a lot of that is because Leslie Nope is such a warm and welcoming character. Yeah, um, I think that's another one. When if you're looking for just kind of a happy place to reside for a while,
2: Sh- Schitt's Creek reminds me if it's like a show that if Parks and Rec mated with Arrested Development. Yeah. and that
1: they yeah. produced
2: the show and it's that oh plus Canada yeah like it you end up with Shit's Creek
0: in that situation yeah totally Nick
1: oh um the the next on my list is Ozark um uh, yes. because yeah I mean season three is I they're still gonna release it right like I streaming so. has been delayed. like I feel like every time I open up Twitter something else has has been delayed or canceled and it's just a weird time but um if you if you're really looking for like a drama with like really great non-cheesy acting and like a storyline that's going to suck you in and you're going to want to watch episode after episode I mean and you're getting people out of your element like you never see Jason Bateman do the things that he's ever done before in in a show like Ozark and I like it when I see an actor that can show a little bit of range that goes outside of Arrested Development and outside of um doing voices in kids movies and things like that like i mean it's it's a it's a dark show that maybe isn't the best like for this time i wouldn't call it really an escape it does have a good bit of stress that's linked to it that kind of goes off theme from from what we've been talking about so far but um like as far as something that you want to sit down and you, know, you like three episodes have gone by like that's that would be my pick for number two yeah, it's a stressful
2: show, like the other end of the spectrum. Ozark is a yeah. stressful show, but sure. it is so well-written. It's it's stressful in a very similar way to Breaking Bad. And so if you're in the mood for, like, kind of Breaking Bad-type heaviness, then Ozark is a fantastic binge.
1: And I think it, it kind of... I. Breaking Bad, I thought, like, some of the seasons, like, it got a little bit repetitive. Like, there was kind of, like, a couple of themes that kept coming back, and I think Ozark always kept me on my toes, and, like, something new was, yeah. was coming, and he got me, and the family got into something different, and, like, it just kind of kind of keep, keeps me going. So I'm excited for, for what's to come, and it's been, it's been a fun binge.
0: Two seasons of Ozark?
1: Yeah. yeah, season three comes out this week, I think, or next week. Yeah, this
2: month.
0: Yeah.
1: Awesome. Eli, what's your next
2: suggestion? So a new one that we haven't really talked about, I don't think ever on Hype Mind. I have been very slowly watching on, because I am everyone's uh, 65-year-old father, I have been slowly watching on Netflix the World War II in Color series. Have you guys watched this? Uh, no. So it's... It is a very thorough documentary of World War II. I think there were like 10 episodes and they're like an hour and a half or two hours each. Like it's very long. Um, and they've taken tons and tons and tons of footage from World War II and they have like redigitized it and put it in color. Um, it looks fantastic. Like it's honestly like really impressive how much footage they've found and what they've done with it. And they've created just a really thorough documentary, kind of walking through, like, here are the different parts of World War II. Here's what happened, like, at each phase. It's been really educational. I mean, who isn't interested in World War II? Like, I feel like everybody is, especially all of our dads. Um, <laughs> Did I, you see because-
0: that Melaney tweet that was, like, all no. of dads are cramming for a World War II exam.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he, he did that on snl like that stand-up <laughs> that he did where all, all of our dads are cramming for an snl fight for a for a world war ii final um i feel a little bit like i'm cramming for that final um i can only watch like one episode every few days or like once a week because it's like heavier content but i may like end up binging the rest of it now that i'm stuck in my house uh i i would recommend it it's like It's a little bit similar to the Vietnam series, um, but it's not quite as graphic or rough. So you could probably actually watch it with your kids. If you've got like teenagers in your house, the world, the Vietnam series, which is absolutely fantastic. I maybe wouldn't recommend for somebody under like 16 or 17 because it's, can be pretty graphic and heavy. Um, So, and you can find the entire series on Netflix.
0: Awesome. Um, My next suggestion is parenthood. Uh, Yes, we we can watch on Netflix. It's also a bunch of good meaty seasons. Uh, Give season one some patience. Season one, uh, like a lot of first seasons of a lot of different shows, is kind of finding its footing. Um, And there's some storylines that I wish they hadn't included and they kind of want to forget that they included through the rest of the show. Um, But hang with it. It gets just really good. A lot of people like This Is Us and those people are wrong (laughs) (laughs) because I think that those people don't realize that parenthood exists. And parenthood is the show that This Is Us should be. In parenthood, they feel like real relationships. It's a story about um, a family. So there's like the matriarch and patriarch and then their children and their children's children. And it's the dynamic between all of them and the lives they live. Um, And they're not like big grand stories. It's just kind of a story about a family uh, told in a really realistic way. Um, And again, it's a universe that's built out in a way that makes you wanna be a part of it. Um, You love all of the characters. You wanna spend as much time with them as you can. I believe there's five seasons. And they're long episodes of forty minutes because it was an hour-long show. Really great performances. That's what I have to say about Parenthood.
1: I feel like Parenthood was like the like the parents of like ten different shows that came afterwards that tried to do the same thing. Like every network tried to come up with some like family-themed like type of drama that never could really suck people in the way that parenthood could. Like they're just trying to replicate it. So it's the best that version of show that I've ever seen.
0: Totally. All right, Eli, what's your next suggestion?
2: Okay, so I've done a a newish show, a kind of oldest show. So now I'm just going to do a really old show. And this is one that people maybe don't think about. But last year I binged The entirety of the Dick Van Dyke show from night from the 60s it's all on Netflix it is weirdly comforting and the humor of that show holds up super well like maybe a lot better than you are expecting I have been telling people for like a year like no, no no go back and watch old episodes of the Dick Van Dyke show and I've been made fun of and I've had multiple friends come back to me just to say like actually it's like really funny and it's like A calming presence because the people in that show are very lovely. The jokes are there's no once again there's no tension and the jokes are just like it's it's just basically like 1960s stand up comedy for 25 minutes. So I would recommend going back and watching that. Plus, who doesn't love Mary Tyler more
0: Yeah, who doesn't
2: doesn't love Dick Van Dyke? And Dick Van Dyke
0: and uh, Rosemary.
2: Yeah, poor Rosemary died.
0: Yeah. Uh, sure. yeah, Dick Van Dyke is great.
2: Yeah, honestly. I
0: don't sleep on Dick Van Dyke. Literally. <laughs> it's too old. Yeah.
1: Okay, what's your next suggestion? <laughs> Who's up? Your turn. Oh, my turn. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the first three seasons of Silicon Valley uh, are is my next The, the season that uh, TJ Miller leaves, like the, the show, just kind of went off the went off the deep end so I stopped watching yeah like it and it was its last season I don't think anybody watched it was just kind of kind of lackluster but yeah. the first three seasons when um Thomas Middleditch and Kumail Nanjiani are like at like their their top level of comedy like it's like the I, the the writing is is super smart. The way that they've dove into the tech world, I think they they did a lot of research and they got all the funny inside jokes. If you've ever worked at a tech company, like it's gonna be a super funny watch for you. the 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 language is really strong, but it's on HBO, so grow up. That's just <laughs> what you're just what you're gonna be watching. Uh, but watch the first three seasons and give up after that because that's all you need to see. It's it's super funny and you can go through it really fast. Awesome. Right.
0: I think in that same vein, like while you're at it, just watch Beep again. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you can't go wrong. Um, my third suggestion I, w- I know we've talked about this show in recent weeks, but I just want to reiterate what an enjoyable binge it is Instant Hotel. <laughs> I've never had a reality show suck me in the way instant hotel did like i've never stayed up later than i should to watch episodes of a reality show until instant hotel i don't know what it is about that show that grips me the way it does i think it's because there's like just enough tension but no real tension
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. and like the characters are just kind of weird they're not like full-blown weird but they're weird in a way like if you meet them in life, you're like, oh, you're a little weird, <laughs> but like still nice. And something about it being in Australia and the way they all talk and what they're doing, like what they think makes a desirable Airbnb and how sometimes they're way, way off. I just can't get enough of it. Like I keep refreshing Netflix to see when season three is going to be available. That's how much I like this show. Yeah. Eli, did you watch season two? Yeah, I have been blind. What was that, Nick?
1: Do you like it more than Love Is Blind?
0: Yeah, I mean, Love Is Blind is a disaster. Yeah, and it was like enjoyable for that reason, but like Instant Hotel is a masterpiece.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm I'm halfway through season two of Instant Hotel right now, and I second everything that Nick said. It is really great television, and I I will say this as somebody who has like a pretty low tolerance for reality television. Like there, obviously, there is some reality tel- television that I will like give my life up for because I, I was going to say, so aren't
1: you the biggest Survivor fan of? I, I am time? the
2: greatest Survivor fan of all time. But like the majority of reality television, I don't have patience for. And so you guys had recommended Instant Hotel for a while, and I was like, uh, I don't, I don't do most. And I finally started it, and I like benched the whole first season in like one day and so yeah like it's it's good it's trash tv and it's great tv and i love it
0: yeah totally uh gene and sharon have you you've met gene and sharon right oh
2: have i met gene and Sharon? Yeah. It's they
0: incredible. Are... get to mm-hmm.
2: season two okay and one thing i'll say and I, we talked about this a little bit last week meg but instant hotel is the most ridiculous premise for a television program like all of these people are giving each other scores for like uh, you know their their Airbnb or whatever, but they're competing against each other. So like they're all incentivized to like rate each other as low as possible. And the whole time I watch it, I'm just like, "This is so stupid. This is so stupid." But I am into it. Yeah. I can't get over it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But like the, also the way they score each other is like strategic. Yeah. But also bitchy. Like it's just if it, there's so many dumb dumb elements that make it good.
1: Totally. Well, they'll get reasoning for something and you're like, you, you, you can't do that. It was the best <laughs> house, but they're like, well, they scored me a, a four. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, Eli, uh, next
0: pick.
2: So this is my last pick. And speaking of reality television, I and I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. I was going to say the best thing that I have ever benched in my life is Survivor. So we are all currently living in this weird quarantine state. When I, uh, Several years ago, I moved to a tropical island where t- I didn't have TV available to me. And so all I had was like whatever DVDs I could get my hands on. And I was able to get my hands on multiple seasons of Survivor. And it was truly like a godsend. I will say, like, Survivor as a bingeable, like, series is really, really phenomenal. It's it's very fun. It's bright. It's happy. It's it's strategic. It's it's cool. Um, and also, if anybody out there is interested and enticed by watching old seasons of Survivor, I recently had two different Hivemind listeners reach out to me to ask me what seasons of Survivor they should binge. And so I created a list in order of, like, here are the seasons to binge in this order. If anybody wants to get that list, reach out to me and I will email it to you. And I promise you, this will help you get through your social distancing.
0: Wait, so what season should we start on?
2: Seriously, you want me to go through this right now?
0: Well, I mean, like, should we start from season one?
2: No. No. Um, I I mean, you you certainly could. But, like, let's be honest, there are 40 seasons. Like, who's going to watch 40 seasons of a TV show I can give you a list that has like eight or nine seasons on it, which is a lot, but it's like there are a good number of seasons to get through to then watch season 40, which is currently airing, which is the best television I have ever seen in my life. Um, and you want to kind of prepare yourself for season 40 because season 40 is an all-star season with like past winners. And it's more fun if you're like a little bit more familiar with like who's been on the show previously.
0: So, top three seasons we should watch before we watch this current
2: season. Okay, I think the I think one you want to go back and watch, um, season twenty, which was Survivor Survivor Micronesia. Um, it was an all star season. And then I would watch the two seasons that are called blood versus water seasons. And they're like season, probably like 29 and 31, somewhere in there um, where people come on with their family members. If you're only going to watch three seasons, I would tell you to watch those three. Um, If you want a more thorough list, reach out to me and I will send it to you.
0: Okay.
1: Awesome. Oh, so many honorable mentions, but I'm trying to think of, like the most recent binge um last year i did cheers uh, so it was i don't think it's on netflix anymore i don't know where you can find it but like if you want to see like where frazier started and if you want to see like the premise of like tons of sitcoms going forward um and the way that that jokes are structured and um running gags and and just the way that character development works in that type of show like it's 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 just great. You get to see the 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 start of everybody's career. You get to see Ted Dancing, You get to see Woody Harrelson. Um, you get to see Kelsey Grammer. Uh, and it the jokes are genuinely funny, and it will always put you in a good mood. That's awesome. Wanted to do an old show.
0: I mean, my final pick. I realize how basic it is, but I The Office. Like. Yeah. I,
1: I was waiting for somebody to say it. Yeah.
0: You're, you're going to laugh. Um, I asked my Instagram, my enormous Instagram following, what shows everybody was watching during this time. And one person suggested uh, listening to episodes of the Office Ladies podcast when then yep. watching the corresponding episode. And I've heard mixed reviews about that podcast. Eli, I know you like it.
2: I, no, no, no. I love it. I look forward to it every week. Oh, so it started out at the beginning. I was like, oh, I can get behind this. And it has gotten to a point where every week when it like pops up on my podcast app, I like feel happy. And I'm so excited to go for a run because that's when I listen to it.
0: Oh, okay. Awesome. So I think I might do that. I think I might start listening to the podcast and watching the episodes. I think that's a fun idea. (laughs) And let's be honest, it kills twice the time um there's also we didn't touch on movies if you're looking for a similar type of consumption with movies there's a podcast called blank check that i've mentioned on this podcast before Um, and they do like a really deep fun dive into different movies um and so my husband and i have started watching the movie that we know they'll be talking about the following episode And they do different directors. So they'll do all the movies a certain director has done. And so we'll go through and watch like a bunch of Tim Burton movies or a bunch of Jonathan Demi movies, which is the one they're doing now. Um, and it's just like a fun way to feel like you're talking to friends about movies. And again, I think we're all kind of looking for friends to talk to right now. Um, so that's my suggestion. Any other thoughts you guys have about what people can watch during this time?
2: You know what? Real, yeah. I'll just throw in just because of the podcast that you recommended. We, Meg, you and I have talked about this a long time ago on Hive Mind. But my my favorite um, podcast to binge is uh, I hate it, but I love it. Mm, Yeah, and it's two two comedian like female comedians who are very funny, very lovely, like just. Uh, like very easy presences to listen to, who review movies that we've all seen that they like hate and love at the same time, and it the podcast is so good that I have re-listened to about half of the episodes multiple times because it, it's like something that I just put on while I'm cooking. I just like hearing them talk about Titanic or Jurassic Park or whatever else. So once you finish listening to all of Hive Mind, I would recommend you go listen to that.
0: <laughs> um Yeah, uh, and let us know what you want to hear us talk about. Who knows how long we're going to be doing this. (laughs) Um, But we'd love to kind of review what you're interested in hearing about. Um, So you can find me at Twitter at Meg Morley Walter. You can email me, Meg, at thebeehive.com with your recommendation. Um, I apologize again for the audio quality. We're really going to try and get some equipment that should help us. Um, Kind of improve this, and it looks like we're running out of time on Zoom, so we're gonna wrap it up. But we will be back next week with more. Guys, thanks so much! Thanks, and we'll see you soon.